Good morning. We welcome everyone who is joining us today from home or in person. We will continue to celebrate, communicate, and make connections to our community and the world what true caring and love mean. We continue to share the blessings that are the teachings of Jesus. We gather here today to follow in those footsteps of Jesus. In today's announcements, we're going to begin by getting everybody energized. Hey, happy birthday, Yuki. <laughs> Let's sing happy birthday to Yuki. That'll get the energy going. Oh, poor Yuki has to play it. Play for herself. Okay. Thanks, Yuki, for playing for your birthday song. Um, a little bit later on, um, the gift of music is going to be based on the prayer by St. Francis of Assisi. And I'd like to then begin with that prayer. So if you would, um, find a quiet place within yourself as I read the prayer of St. Francis. Make me a channel of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me bring your love. Where there is injury, your pardon, Lord. And where there's doubt, true faith in you. Make me a channel of your peace. Where there's despair in life, let me bring hope. Where there is darkness, only light and where there's sadness, ever joy. O Spirit, grant that I may never seek so much to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love with all my soul. Make me a channel of your peace. It isn't pardoning that we are pardoned and giving to all men that we receive and in dying that we're born to eternal life. Amen. Today our guest speaker is the Reverend Philip Vinod Peacock from the Church of North India. Reverend Peacock is trained in theology and social analysis. He presently serves as the Executive Secretary for Justice and Witness of the World Communion of Reformed Churches and part of the Collective General Secretariat. He has been with the World Communion of Reformed Churches since 2018, and prior to working with the WCRC, he taught contextual theology and social analysis at a seminary belonging to his church. Reverend Peacock will be sharing the message, Why Do We Pray? So we can look forward to that today. Sunday Services is now available on YouTube channel. And 
did you borrow the 2020 or 2021 yearbooks and statistics from the church office? If yes, please return them as soon as you can. They are needed by the search committee to continue finding us a minister. We don't want to have to purchase them a second time. Thank you very much. Hey, great news, light on Main Street community meals will be returning to Grace this fall beginning October 5th with a sit-in Thanksgiving dinner. If you're interested in volunteering with the Light on Main Street, please contact Bill Smolners. More helpers are definitely needed. And the Friday forecast has Bill's number there. And readers are needed for all services in September. And ushers are always needed as well, so please uh, sign the sheets at the back if you wish to usher or be a reader. Or if you prefer to just record yourself, please contact Adam and he will look after you in that regard. Our search team has been very busy looking for a temporary minister for our church, but is not yet ready to make a decision. So the music and worship team continues to organize our services uh, looking ahead. And again, you can find those on the Friday forecast. And another reminder that this service will be available next week on Whiteman and Eastlink TV as per our usual schedule. And all are welcome to join us outside the CE Hall or maybe inside the CE Hall today because the weather has flipped for a cold lemonade, juice drink, perhaps coffee. And we thank the Stewardship uh, Committee for looking after that today. Until we organize committees to do after-service refreshments on a monthly basis, we will continue to sign up weekly on the kitchen door. So please, consider signing up for this opportunity. Let us recognize the traditional territory that we live upon. We remember that for thousands of years, indigenous people have walked upon this land and that their relationship with the land is at the center of their lives and spirituality. We recognize that we are all treaty people. At Grace United, we are part of Saugeen Treaty 45 and a half, and we are gathered on the traditional territory of the Haudenosaunee, Ojibwe, Anishinaabek, and Métis people. We acknowledge the part of the church has played in an ongoing history of oppression and colonization. We pray that God may ever lead us in building right relationships. Let's answer the call to worship together. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. This is the day the Lord has made. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Almighty and loving God, we come before you bringing our joys and our sorrows, our hopes and our frustrations. Draw us into your presence and help us to know that all are welcome. In this time of worship, let our hearts be open to your voice through words both old and new and through the people around us. Fill us with your spirit 
that we may glorify you in our singing and silence, prayer and praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And let us sing the hymn for more voices, number 28, God of the Bible. Reconciling God, hear the longing of our hearts to be better people. Things we have said which have hurt others, things we have done which have damaged the world around us, things we have thought which have betrayed you. 
Lord, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Through faith, God has forgiven us our sins. We pray that we may live in this knowledge, coming closer to God and to each other. Through the meditation of your Son, Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Today, we're looking at different reasons why we pray and some of the different things prayer does. One of the concepts we'll be considering is that we pray not to ask God for things, but to help us to act more like God would like and Jesus would like. It's an idea about prayer that might be different for many people, but I wonder if it just might be a worthwhile way to look at how we should interact with God. And that's what today's service is all about. Please join me in singing more voices, number 21, Open Our Hearts. Catherine to come up for today's scripture a minute for mission. Thank you, Catherine. Our mission this morning is a church with an extraordinary view. Canadian churches great uh, Canadian churches grace unique places, restaurants, uh, storefronts, even movie theaters. Perhaps the most serene of all settings, though, is in a, a national park. Watertown United Church is situated in the heart of Watertown Lakes National Park in Alberta. Although the United Church has had a presence in the park since 1955, the current building was dedicated in 1961. The cathedral window in the sanctuary, designed to frame the mountains, offers a breathtaking view. Architect George Watson framed Mount Vimy, explains Carol Watt, chair of the Board of Trustees. People who aren't involved in the church, but just stop in to visit, look out captivated by the view of the mountains over the lake. It's a special thing that happens. It touches something deep within us. Your gifts through the mission and service help the church remain open year round in the summertime. Sunday services takes place from late June through September with support from guest ministers. Other services are offered during high holy times throughout the year. Youth groups use the building as retreat space and the chapel is a popular space for weddings with a small room and a kitchenette behind the sanctuary. The church also draws leaders 
who want to go for a retreat. Providing space for spiritual reflection and retreat is an important aspect of the ministry we provide, said Watt. The Reverend Grant Dallenbeck and Ruth Richardson, now living in Ottawa, have been traveling to the Watertown United Church for two decades, including services, leading services and re retreats. The spirit is in the place, but in this place you can sense God's presence immediately. The actual building is built like a landscape. The flat roof um, re reminiscent of the prairies, and the peak is like the mountains. It's peaceful guest speakers offer experiences for the village and park guests, in addition to members. We have led services and done theme discussions, rites and forest church, Richardson says. Waterdown United Church offers a unique memory to the wealth of summer visitors who flock happily into the national park and then find this gem of a United Church of Canada. A recent newsletter reads, Richardson agrees, it is totally unique to other church experiences in Canada. Thank you for supporting churches in remote places that witness in a unique way to the majesty and grace of God. Loving God, you speak to us in so many ways. Speak to us now through the readings of the scriptures. Today's uh, Bible reading is a short one, Matthew 6, 9 to 13, and it's from the Common English Bible. Pray like this, our Father who is in heaven, uphold the holiness of your name. Bring in your kingdom so that your will is done on earth as it is done in heaven. Give us the bread we need for today. Forgive us for the ways we have wronged you, just as we also forgive those who have wronged us. And don't lead us into temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. The word of the Lord. Thank you very much, Catherine. As I said before, the gift of music today is based on the prayer of St. Francis. Make a channel of your peace. This prayer song reflects the spirit and outlook of the man, the woman for whom it was named. The prayer is a petition to God that we might live up to the true way of being in the world that God intends for the human family. Make me a channel of your peace. Lord, 
And where there's doubt to faith in you, make me a channel of your peace. Where there's despair in life, let me bring hope. Where there is darkness, only light. And where there's sadness, ever joy. Oh, Spirit, grant that I may never seek so much to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love with all my soul. Make me a channel of your peace. It is in pardoning that we are pardoned. In giving to all men that we receive And in dying that we're born to eternal life O Spirit, grant that I may never seek So much to be consoled as to console To be understood as to understand To be loved as to love with all my soul Make me a channel of your peace Where there's despair in life, let me bring hope. Where there is darkness, only light. And where there's sadness, ever joy. And where there's sadness, ever joy. And now it's my pleasure to welcome back from his introduction earlier, the Reverend Peacock with the message, Why Do We Pray? A tale is told about a small town that had been historically dry, in the sense that they sold no liquor. But then a local businessman decided to open a bar. A group of Christians from a local church were concerned and immediately planned an all-night prayer meeting to ask for God's intervention. It so happened that shortly after this prayer meeting, Lightning struck the bar and it burned to the ground. The owner of the bar sued the church, claiming that the prayers of the congregation were responsible for the burning down of his business. 
But the church hired a lawyer to argue in court that they were not responsible. The presiding judge, after his initial review of the case, stated, No matter how this case comes out, one thing is clear. The bar owner believes in prayer and the Christians do not. This is indeed an amusing story, but it does point to a deeper truth in our lives. Of how do we consider prayer in our own lives? And this is probably the same question that the disciples had when they came to Jesus and asked him how they should pray. Apparently, prayer is not something that comes automatically to us or something that is natural to us. But prayer is something that we must learn. In this meditation, we shall be looking at what Jesus had to say about prayer. And we shall be specifically looking at the Matthean version of the Lord's Prayer that is found in Matthew chapter 6 verses 9 to 13. We must remember that the Lord's Prayer is in fact a typological prayer upon which all Christians are expected to base their own prayers. It is the model upon which we should model our prayers. To, to facilitate this meditation, we shall be looking at three themes that arise from the text. Firstly, we shall consider how prayer demands unity. Then we shall have a look at how prayer is the aligning of our wills with the will of God. And lastly, we shall consider how prayer demands reciprocity. Firstly, however, we shall consider how prayer demands unity. We have often heard the old adage that the family that prays together stays together. This is a statement that no doubt has a lot of truth in it. When we pray together for one another, we express solidarity for each other. There can be no doubt that prayer brings a unity of thought and action. But what is equally true is that prayer brings a unity among people. It is significant, very significant in fact, that our text begins with the phrase, Our Father, or perhaps contextually more relevant, Our Parent. It does not say my parent. By claiming the plural form, we are acknowledging that God is parent of all humans. We do not claim an exclusive monopoly on God, but rather we proclaim that God is parent of all. This is very significant on two fronts. Firstly, we are emphasizing the parenthood of God and therefore speaking about the fact that God is not somewhere far away, but God involves God's self in human history. That God is someone who is present in our situations and our contexts. But apart from this, by calling God our parent, we are also claiming that we as humans belong to one family of whom God is head. To pray our parent is to also claim that all of humanity are sisters and brothers. 
If this is the case, one has to question how can one sister or brother oppress the other, look down on the other, discriminate the other. If we are part of one human family, then are we not expected to care for all and not just those whom we consider to be close to us, blood relatives or extended family? To call God our parent is to claim that the poor, the oppressed, the marginalized are in fact our brothers and sisters and hence we have a moral responsibility to take care of them. And this is not just about care of those in our church or in our communities but extends to include the poor and marginalized of the world and to do our best to bring down structures that oppress people and create poverty. The second theme that we find in our text is that prayer is the aligning of our wills with the will of God. Today, in an age of capitalism, we find that the forces of the market have also influenced how we pray. Our prayers have become like shopping lists where we ask God to provide for all our material needs. There is no doubt that God provides for our material needs and food is a blessing from God. But we also have run into the danger of using God's name to meet our own purposes. We must remember that the Lord's Prayer asks for no material prosperity except that the need, our daily need of food be met. And even this is prayed for in a plural sense when we say, give us this day our daily bread. This is an inclusive terminology in which we are praying not only for our own daily food but also that all our brothers and sisters around the world who live in hunger will also receive to eat. If we pray this prayer and then go on to only feed ourselves then something is definitely wrong. However, we notice more and more today that God's name is being invoked in order that people can fulfill their own vested interests. Therefore, it is not surprising for us to find that people praying to God when they are going to war. That there are many business people who ask God to prosper their businesses no matter how exploitative their economic practices may be. But prayer is not about asking God to support our endeavors. Rather, it is the aligning of our wills with the will of God. In saying verse 8, 9 and 10 of this text, we are really making three claims. We are asking God's name to be holy. We are asking that God's kingdom come and we are asking that God's will be done. By merely saying these three things, we cannot make God's name holy or God's kingdom come or God's will be done. What we are instead doing is praying that through our lives, we will make God's name holy. That through our lives, we will ensure that God's will is being done. 
and that through our lives we will work to make God's kingdom come. By praying these, we are asking that our wills be aligned to the will of God. Lastly, we note that prayer demands reciprocity. The Bible is very clear about this, that unless we are willing to forgive the sins of others, our own sins will not be forgiven. The absolution that God gives demands that we first be willing to forgive those who have sinned against us. This is not an easy demand. It is easy, and sometimes not so easy, for us to ask for forgiveness. But are we willing to forgive someone who has done us injury? The Lord's Prayer speaks to this. That unless we have sorted out our issues with our brothers and sisters, we really cannot approach God. To remind us of the social demands of the gospel, we have heard it many times being said that the cross of Christ is both vertical and horizontal, meaning that devotion and social action are both part of Christianity and our faith. The Lord's Prayer, however, shows us a slightly different picture. Unless we are able to relate in equal terms with our brothers and sisters, we cannot approach God. Amen. Thank you, Reverend Peacock, for reminding us that we need to be inclusive with the rest of humanity and to pray that we have the strength and the will and the ability to continue to do that. Thank you, Reverend Peacock, for that message. Please join me in singing Voices United number 602, Blessed Be the Tie That Binds.
as we prepare ourselves for worship, and as we are worshiping now, we light the Christ candle, reminding us that Jesus Christ is the light of the world. We give to God and to the world so that the world might be changed and our offerings will be received. I invite the usher to come forward with our, our gifts. Thank you, Lynn. Continue our response to God by joining together in prayer. We praise you, Creator God, whose majesty is visible all around us. Help us to care for all creatures we share our world with and to be good stewards of our limited natural resources. Spirit of life, hear us. We pray for an end to the division and conflict that tears apart countries and communities. May you bring wisdom to leaders to work for the common good and be with all those striving for peace and justice. Spirit of life, yes, we pray for the needs of our own community, those who are suffering from physical or mental illness, those who are lonely or depressed, those who are trapped in poverty, and anyone else suffering in any way. Spirit of life. Yes. In a moment of silence, we will name those for whom we would like to offer a prayer today. Spirit of life, and all, all of these things we pray, and as we pray together, the prayer that Jesus taught his followers, each in the language of their heart, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, 
Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Voices United, number 236. Now, thank we all our God. service in this place has ended, but out service in the world has just begun. Go now to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Please join us in the CE Hall.